look at it, if you ask me a couple things, one is, you know, if you can get innovation rooted in helping customers, that's always going to drive. It's always, it's a very motivating thing to my teams. I'm sure to your teams, if you can say how you're going to help somebody, you know, whatever that customer definition is, people really rally around that. And, and if you ask me about technology, I'm, I'm pretty high. We're doing a joint venture. So blockchain has been hyped. All right. It's been hyped for a long time. We're actually using the blockchain technology. We're doing a joint venture with USAA to bring, take a decade. Welcome to Innovation and Leadership, where I interview uncommonly high achievers like top investment fund managers, elite special operations soldiers, startup CEOs who sold their companies for billions of dollars, pro athletes, Hollywood filmmakers, really as many different kinds of experts as I can. The whole idea is to hear how they did it and then what advice they have for the rest of us that can be applied to the organizations we're trying to grow and innovate. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Today on the show, we've got Mike Fields, Vice President at State Farm. If you missed part one, please go back and learn about Red Labs and the innovation they're doing and Sundial, this new company they've spun out. Mike, as you look at the future of insurance and the future of State Farm, what are some things that you see coming down the pipe that maybe people not in your industry haven't realized is on its way? Yeah, so we have an effort looking at mobility and transportation and just trying to understand how people's driving beha- habits, how their transportation habits are going to change. I think it's not clear, you know, with the unfortunate pandemic and some of the things going on, you know, that's really started to shape it a slightly different than where we thought it was going to go. You know, I, there's a possibility that we we would have more personalized transportation. You you might want to have insurance on every form that you take for transportation. And so you know, those are things we're studying. We think that over the long run are going to be uh, big. We do think in traditional insurance is still, you know, very viable, going to be needed. But we see an evolving landscape. Yeah. Any thoughts about how autonomous vehicles and stuff like that changes the insurance needs of the country? I, well, what we're learning is in on our pursuit to autonomous vehicles, which I, you know, I think it's uh, it's could it'd be a good Vegas bet if you bet when a full autonomous vehicle would be out because I think there's a lot of factors going on, some ahead, some behind in that. But you know, when we look at that, we do see the the pursuit of that from OEMs, from new players, bringing more safety innovation into the vehicle earlier. You're getting adaptive crews, you're getting new kinds of headlights, you're getting, you know, pedestrian detection. And that's a good thing. You know, we're all for safety, you know, lowering accidents, saving lives. And so this pursuit of autonomous over this timeline is actually bringing forward a, a safety, we think, a little quicker. If that if that lowers the need for insurance premiums because accidents, be, you know, for instance, in, in motor vehicles, if accidents get reduced eventually, you know, However many years from now, you have to get like a special license to be able to drive your own car, right? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Where do you, do you have any ideas on, on what growth markets might be or, or how innovations could, could lead to other growth markets? Well, we, just to be clear, I mean, we support anything that uh, helps with safety. We have for years, you yeah, know, yeah, of course. airbags and seatbelts. So what we see is the potential for you as a person, also homeowners, you know, lots of things are going on in the home. We have the changing use of the home there. So we're, we're investigating all that, supporting people in their lives. But I think the market is still very much in play for what we currently do and unfolding. And, and we're kind of watching that path unfold. Yeah. Any thoughts about where your strengths lie that is really exciting for you as you look at like the new projects coming down the pipe that you feel like, man, State Farm is really in a good place to pursue 
this one we're working on or something. Yeah, I think a couple of those, we we are very excited about bringing, we mentioned the Ting, which was from Whisker Labs. We're very excited about bringing you know, new preventative capabilities there. I'm very excited where voice is going. We just think that's going to revolutionize how you interact with customers. You're seeing that emerge. But what's an example um, there? And I think the Sundial product, the journey we're on with that, we could go left or right. You know, I think it's early in the market, but the older adult market is growing. You have the baby boomers, you know, really getting to retirement age and that market's growing. And there's a lot of value um, that you can bring to that market. Very excited about that market. You know, we've talked a bit about voice already. Any any other things that are exciting to you about voice that we haven't covered? I would say the the one thing that's really interesting is is you're going to have voice embedded. You're starting to see this really high quality voice embedded in everything you do. The the one question is are the big players going to work together so you're not retraining everything across all the platforms and it's a totally different experience, but you see voice, you know, really emerging across lots of different things. You know, to me, that's such an interesting one because I'm I'm such an audio nerd. Our listeners know that I listen to like, you know, three or four books a week on audible.com, right? At three and a half speed, right? And I love voice. I'm, I never type text messages. I'm always talking to the phone, you know, and, and yet last week we had a, a cybersecurity expert on and there are like very significant privacy concerns around being listened to 24-7 and stuff like that. Yes. Any ideas that you see as people are trying to juggle that, you know, where maybe some of the, the big players that people had less skepticism of, there's, there's more societal skepticism towards some of the big tech players or some of this stuff. Any ideas on how you think some of that will get navigated or what you think should happen? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I, I, I would say, you know, I have seen some trends where voices move to you. It's as close to you. Your your actual speech isn't played against it, not captured. It's really the model, the voice model, natural language, natural language model that you're using. You've seen Apple do some of these. We've we've done experiments where you can move models close, but I'm not sure where it's going to go. I think it's still up in the air. Yeah. Well, what's another what's another State Farm innovation story we haven't heard yet? I would throw out there that we are doing really amazing things in our core product. We have an award-winning mobile app. We've spent a lot of investment, and that's really about you know reducing the friction, using the platforms that are out there, and we we've done great leaps and strides. And think of this: we have you know you have you can go into any uh, city or town in the nation and, and see a State Farm agent, but we want to have the best experience no matter uh, what platform you're on. And they've they've done great, and that's an example of incremental innovation close to the product itself that we're really proud of. What's an example of that? So, for example, they've increased the, you know, decreased the amount of time you have to spend to get quotes or buy insurance in our mobile app. And it's part of the product, you know, the core products we do today. And so is that you guys creating better models at your end so more can be automated or how is that how is that actually possible? I think it's a combination of taking advantage of the features and the platforms like Android or iOS, but it's also a diligence to customer experience, actually getting in the customer lab seeing where the friction's at and really being very iterative towards that and great leadership over that journey inside of State Farm. So, you know, we have a lot of different guests on the show, so I get to hear what some of that looks like in different environments. What does that look like with you guys? Are you are you actually like watching them using the app or what does that physically look like? Well, I think we use a combination. So we do, you know, surveys, you know, distant things. We'll do user labs. So we have a user experience lab. 
We'll use online tools to do that, you know, user interaction tools that you can just sign up for. So I think it's, you know, to me, it's a multi-pronged approach. It's for, for Red Labs as well as for our core products and trying to get multi-dimensional experience on that and then weave that together incrementally to see where things go. So I'm interested, I'm interested in when you guys look at different analytics, how do you, how do you sort through, you know, this person didn't fill it out because the app was too cumbersome and they just got annoyed and quit versus like, oh, they started watching cat videos on YouTube. Like, how do you sort, how do you sort through like motivations and, and separating out so that you actually have good data to make those kind of decisions? Yeah. Let me just use the red labs example with Sundial. So we've, we've tagged and instrumented every interaction in there. And what you want to do is go to the place where you have the big percentage drop off, 60% drop off. Like an example of that, that we did is early on, we were doing email validation well before you even knew what the product was and you would have like 90% drop off. So then we took and posed that into user survey data, like why are you dropping off in the questions? And it's, it is a journey because it's really hard to understand where people really, why are they doing things? But trying to get down to asking a few really good questions and then acting on that and iterating and seeing if you can improve it. So we moved the email validation back in the flow. Things got a lot better. Once people decided, yeah, this is something I'm interested in, then they're willing to you know validate their email and give it, give it to us. Yeah, that's great example. Well, it sounds like you're you're into books as well. Any other great innovation or leadership books that you'd recommend? I love Daniel Pink's uh, Drive. It is great. It's a little, you know, it's a little old. He's he's got some newer stuff out. But Drive, you know, about why do we have the office culture we do? What really motivates people? It's a fascinating book. I, I love the book Loom Shots, which talks about, you know, how do you get big big innovations. And it's very, fairly interesting to think about even the numbers, how big your organization, the 150 number gets talked about in there, you know, really hampers if you get bigger than that. You're spending more time communicating than innovating. Those are two books, several others. Rebel Talent, where you think about talent. You know, who, Rebel who's that one? I don't know if I've read that one. Do you know who that author yeah, is? Yeah, it's a book, uh, called Rebel Talent. Do you remember who the author is of Rebel Talent? Uh, I'll, I'll have to send that to you. Oh, I, I don't, don't worry. Have to I can name. look it up on Amazon. Interesting. Yeah, I spend a lot. So I'm a tech geek at heart, Jess, but, and I have been for years. I have a passion, but I think the people dynamics and team dynamics is, is very interesting. So I spend a lot of time trying to understand because you get teams and people really working well together. You can do amazing things. You know, I'm interested. A lot of entrepreneurs are, they're more like the Richard Branson types who are exciting and they're waving their arms around. They get people excited, but the ADD can give people whiplash. Like this, you know, I know I do that to my teams, right? So I've like built barriers so that I have to like ask my partner, John, if we're allowed to talk to the rest of the team yet, you know, because I want to <laughs> change everything every five minutes because I'm, I'm going to get excited about something, right? And any thoughts about like when you've got that real visionary person, how to balance them with, with like the more consistent executors and those type of team dynamics where, you know, you're, you're actually have the right person on the right seat in the bus instead of like communism of everybody has to do everything or something. Yeah, I think, you know, my two cents would be, you would be a good person to think aspirationally. Where's the big picture? Where are we going? Why are we doing it? But then you need the translators and, you know, after that, that says, okay, iteration one is this. I try to do that. I try to surround myself with different diverse people with different skills and bring them together. And there are people that love to turn big pictures into things you can do in steps. And I think that's really powerful to have that mixture. And so think aspirationally, but find the team members that can iterate and turn it into the first set of steps. 
You know, and if I, you don't do that as a startup, that's you know that you only got so much time, and that you know in Sundial, that's the way we're operating too. Well, I'm interested as a follow-up to that. You know, those aspirational people can come up with ideas about 100 times faster than they can be implemented, right? Do you have any sort of process or any kind of, like, I don't know, schedule or procedure or something to help rein in the, like, you know, you don't want to tamp down the, the good idea that's the breakthrough, and yet you need to balance with, like, ah, we do need to stick this through far enough to see if it was a good idea or not, of, of like, what that looks like on a team. I would say we do, we follow the agile method. So, you know, we basically try to do objectives and key results for three to four months, try to focus the, the great idea and say, okay, what customer need are we doing? Try to balance that. Like, does somebody even want your great idea? How do we know that? How do you get customers involved very early? And it's not to take the wind out. It's to, if, if it's double down, if customers really want it, let's go double speed, but also let's not get ahead of ourselves before we know what we have. So what does that review look like 90 days later? We use a tool. We don't do, in, in my teams, we do it every uh, two weeks. Okay. We look at, you know, what's your objectives and moving. 90 days later would be, we use a two-phase uh, funding approach. Is your idea, do you have an addressable market? Are you getting traction? How's it going? And then you could double down and grow the team or just stay the course or pivot, which we've done all three. Uh, versus what are you doing at the two-week meeting? The two-week meeting, we're just, are we on the same page? Because it sounds like we may be similar, Jess. You know, hey, this is what I said. What did you hear? What are you seeing? We go over research a lot. We just did a, I just did that today with our aerial data insights team, our drone team. You know, what, what's our objectives? How's that? And what's our interaction with the broader organization? Do you, you know, what are the issues that you need me to help with? That's great. Well, we've covered a bunch of different things here. What's something we haven't covered? Maybe AI or something? Well, I think if, if you look at it, if you ask me a couple of things, one is, you know, if you can get innovation rooted in helping customers, that's always going to drive. It's always, it's a very motivating thing to my teams. I'm sure to your teams, if you can say how you're going to help somebody, you know, whatever that customer definition is, people really rally around that. And, and if you ask me about technology, I'm, I'm pretty high. We're doing a joint venture. So blockchain has been hyped. All right. It's been hyped for a long time. We're actually using a blockchain technology. We're doing a joint venture with USAA to bring, to take a decades old process that we used to do where carriers exchange funds. We're going to put blockchain around it. And I think there's probably 10 or 15 more of those. It's just right-sizing it. So I'm pretty, um, pretty thrilled about the progress we've made there. So just going into the details on that a little bit, for people who aren't familiar with USAA, what did they do? USAA is a competitor of State Farm. So we've learned to, you know, you know, this is the first of a kind where two carriers are working together in the right way on a process that we've done for decades where if you, if I'm a USAA customer, or I'm a State Farm customer, you're a USAA customer, I run into you. Sometimes we have to exchange funds about who is at fault and making people whole. That process has been around. It's very inefficient. We went, we said, hey, this blockchain distributed ledger, we, that's really interesting. We looked at the business application of that. We went to them and they said, let's do it together. And we're working on uh, that for the last couple of years. That's fascinating. Any advice for people who would consider collaborating with someone who might normally be considered a competitor? Any principles, any guidance? We So what we do is what do we have to win together on, but not stray into, you know, we still are competitors, that sort of thing. And then what's that common, you know, how are we helping both USA and State Farm customers benefit from that? Also, you know, what are going in with what are your boundaries? What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? Having a clear idea of that because you don't want to be in the heat of the moment, you know, kind of not knowing where you go. 
That's good. This new world that we're in, you're going to have to compete on some angles. And in order to bring the right value, you're going to work together on others. It is interesting to see, you know, we've been talking about some of the big tech guys, the Amazons and Apples and Googles competing on certain things and collaborating on other things, right? Yep. Right. Yep. Interesting. Well, you look at Apple, they are, you know, they have their belief about privacy and whatever, but they still have Google as their default search engine because, you know, they want to use the best. Yeah. Well, what's one of the best pieces of advice you ever received? Yeah, I had a, a person I worked for worked for for a lot of times, and you know I can be intense at times. You know, <laughs> just get wound up on things and want to do it. And he said, you know, you're never you're never going to be kind of mellow, but try to get rid of the jagged edges. You know, try to think about how people are receiving what you're doing, and it's been great. You know, always try to reflect on that. You, you want to go in. You want to make sure the diverse team is engaging, and you don't want your title and your passion to not be there but you don't also want it to push people from saying the right thing so that's something i feel like i've spent my second decade of pretending to be an adult here i spent a lot of time working on something pretty similar to that what's that journey look like for you it's something i work on every day it's it's thinking about what's the what's the important stuff to push and it's also just giving on certain things that i you know in my youth i would go down with the ship that really aren't material you know and also i've come to really through reading learnings and just coaching really value you know you're going to get the best ideas out of the first team and if you don't have an open honest and a way for people of all backgrounds to contribute you're going to get less less than optimal outcomes so this is a really interesting subject for me. We had, a, there's the founder of Contently. I don't know if you know that big tech brand that help you get like, you know, if you want your content marketing at your company to be written by like a New York Times or Wall Street Journal guy, oh. they can hook you up, make it happen. You know, tens of millions of dollar company, right? It's this journalist, Shane Snow, who co-founded it. And he, you know, he wanted more gigs to like write for Fast Company and Wired and stuff and ended up being valuable to everybody else too, right? But he wrote this best-selling book called Dream Teams where he talks about the like the friction between a diverse team that will come up with better ideas, but yet the inefficiencies of dealing with people who don't naturally see things the same way. And there's so much potential for friction. And I'm interested in any thoughts you have of like, I guess personally, I have such a desire for efficiency and speed that I get tempted to want to pick people with my skill set, people who see things the way I see them, you know, where you don't have to explain everything because they can get things in shorthand, shared experience. And yet there's this other side of me that's, I mean, it's the reason we named this podcast innovation. I like, I love getting exposed to new ideas, but I have this hesitancy sometimes of pulling people in whose backgrounds are too different because, because it seems like such a hurdle to overcome friction points or to get on the same sheet of music about something. I think that I have a temptation to want to pick people on the teams that I relate to really easily. And yet I believe all the research and I've had my own experience of like, great ideas come from bringing people on the team who have completely different backgrounds, completely different worldviews, different experiences, different cultural, just data points to, to form their opinions from. Any ideas about getting the advantages of diverse teams without the, the disadvantages of the, the friction and the slowdown? Yeah. I, you know, there's no easy recipe. I just say you, you got to do it, Jess. You're, you're, it's the, the upside is so much better than what you say, think are the tech, you know, the takeaways. And I also think that you get going really fast and it's and a narrow set of ideas and you might be chasing the wrong thing. And somebody asking a question that, you know, you wouldn't have expected to think about may, may save you your company, you know, just by asking it. So 
I think you got to do it. You got to figure out ways to do it. Yeah, it does make me think like people don't take their industry by storm by more group think of what all their competitors are doing. You know, it's like getting ideas from other industries, other points of view, that it's always like the standout stories are so often from an outsider, right? Right. Because the way things happen is with patterns and in industry and teams, everything's pat. Humans go to patterns. I mean, people go to patterns. And you have somebody come in and they see a new pattern. I've had this happen, you know, dozens of times. You're like, oh, that's amazing. And it's just because they stood back and said, you guys are all thinking of the same pattern and it's totally different. It's over here. Yeah, I love it. Well, this has been great. Besides people going to sundial-labs.com to see what you're doing there, any other things of, of where you'd send people to check out what State Farm's innovating these days? State Farm's newsroom has a lot of stuff we release. You know, we, we bring products to customers, but we also release what we're doing. And we also have in, innovation stories that we'll release in the press. Follow us on LinkedIn. We're there, both for Sundial and you know, Red Labs, myself and others. And we love to tell what, talk about what we're doing. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks for making time.